Welcome to your typical Shono protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about all of the wonderful and terrible anime that came out in the year 2021. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm I'm excited for this teeny tiny break I've got. Um, and, you know, I'm excited for the year to be done and keeping it moving and rocking for 2022, you know? I feel that. Like, we had a great year in anime and podcast-wise, I would say. We killed it. We reached 200 listeners, I think we did. We reached a total of 2,000 downloads. Oh, 2,000. Okay. For this podcast, which is exciting. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, it feels like we're doing something. We could be bigger. We could be badder. But you know what? Um, for the amount of time we we have put in, I feel proud of what we've done so far. You know, I'll take it, man. I will take it. But it's only um, the beginning. it is. We're just going to keep going until the brakes fall off. Yeah. Um, Happy holidays, by the way. Totally. Totally. Gotta say that. Yes. Uh, I'm glad we're not talking about love, Hina Christmas special anymore. Preach. But um, so th- uh, there's a combination of both great and terrible stuff that came out in 2021. Um, some of the great stuff, which we will open up because our friends over on the Content Breaker podcast, the other two co-hosts, are trash. Um, yes, they are literally the worst. I don't know why I talk to them every single week, but you know what? Um, we're going to take the opportunity now. Along with, you know, the, the community at large, they know that Fruits Baskets 2019 is goaded all yes. day long. Yes. Like, the goaded anime. Literally, on Annie List, which we use here for our anime list making and reviewing and all that stuff, is number one. And just so you know, Annie List, unlike <coughs> my anime list, is uh, more Other competitors. Factual. Yes. <laughs> Because they don't go and push whatever they want at the top. It is an actual, you know, like it's actual metrics. So, yes, Fruits Baskets is number one rated. But yeah, let's get into it, man. This was the opus, like, three years in the making. Well, more than that, if we take it back to when OG Fruits Baskets... Aired because this is the Fruits Baskets 2019 remake that we are speaking of, um, which is, you know, 20 plus years probably in the making. I don't remember when the first one came out. It's like but 2005, it, 2006. That feels about right. Yeah. So at least 15 years in the making for this to come to fruition in the three years that we got of season one, two and three of the 2019 special. Like, this was, this was such a passion project from the music to the animation to the voice acting. Like, everything just hit, you know? And I remember seeing the first episode, I was already, I was already like, wow, you know, this is like, I'm enthralled. I am encaptured with the story of Toru Honda. Like, just the first episode. Why is she homeless? Why is she living in a tent? You know? What's up with this random dude who's like, yeah, you can, you're just in my backyard. Like, you know, there were so many questions. And just seeing her journey to the end, along with and one thing I got to say about Fruits Baskets before I get derailed and forget about this. You know what my favorite thing about Fruits Baskets is, Kels? What's your favorite thing about Fruits Baskets? The love and attention the side character gets. Like, yes. It feels like we have three main characters we focus on, yes. But it feels like this is it feels like they they did fairy tale better than fairy tale did fairy tale. And by that <laughs> I mean fairy tale, Hiro Mashima has been quoted saying the main character of fairy tale is the whole guild. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of development and love to all those side characters as well. And some characters I love more than the main characters. Levy, Gajil. But Fruits Baskets made me care about every single Selma. And even up until the end, I was like, I'm hating this one forever, forever, ever. Worst anime (laughs) character ever. And then I was like, did I just forgive this person? Ugh, my God. But that's how you do it. That's how you tell a story. 
Man, and I, I 100% agree uh, with both your points. For me, this is like the story of, of David Production finally coming on the scene and doing JoJo's the justice it deserves. Like TMS coming back around and, you know, finishing out, you know, completing the whole anime adaptation of Fruits Baskets from the beginning to the end. Um, it really was uh, something that got the time, money, and talent that a story like this really deserves. Um, and and it's a lesson in in storytelling, right? How yes. do you not have this story be so kind of short and one-sided by having other characters have relationships and that are not necessarily directly related to our main character. Like this person, like this character has their own trauma and they're dealing with their own struggle. And we get introduced to them via our main character, but we get to follow them grow and them progress and them fail and succeed. And that's how you pad the runtime while still making it incredibly engaging. Yes, it is. Oh my God, it's a whole journey, and I am very thankful for the journey of Fruits Baskets, and I'm so happy that, like, you, as my conscience best friend, like, are intelligent enough to know <laughs> that Fruits Baskets is, in fact, the shit, and will always be the shit, because there were a lot of options that we had out there. We could have watched weird centaurs, you know, do weird things and say this was great, and then give it a score of a four- but you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. That's, that's for the other podcast. That that's is for, for the, the other, other podcast. podcast. Um, but no, definitely, uh, absolutely, off fruits baskets. And um, for those who have not given it a shot, do so. It is a hundred percent worth your time. What is it? Seventy five ish episodes. Yeah, because it's um twenty five, twenty five, and thirty. Yeah, sixty three episodes. Sixty three episodes. Yeah. So you know you are in it for almost the long run. But it is engaging, and you want the payoff. After it doesn't all even of that. feel like it. It's the crazy thing. I was like, man, this <laughs> yes. ended. I was heartbroken when we only got thirteen episodes for the final season, and I was scared because of the pacing. But it fits so well. Totally. Yes. Um. One topic that you know just kind of came to my mind that we will take a look at, um, in a different podcast is the difference, but which this doesn't have much filler, but the difference between shoujo filler like sailor moon yeah and shonen filler like and the degree of suck or adventure and like engagement that each of those have it seems yeah. like an interesting concept to kind of compare and contrast it does because i'm off the rip i'm like shoujo filler is superior because it's just like you're almost like at a slice of life anyway so just having that slice of life stuff in there works but yeah we'll talk about it yeah let's I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, but another show that finished in 2021 that did not end so exquisitely, it actually ended in the most horrific possible way you could really conceive um, in terms of how to treat a series that has so much hype and excitement behind it was Promised Neverland. Yeah, for every rise, there unfortunately must be a fall. And Promised Neverland is the fall of... Part two, mind you, is the fall. Yeah. And I don't know how they fumbled this bag so horribly. I'm like, y'all, like the first episode was groundbreaking. Or sorry, the first season was groundbreaking, to say the least. Like, And as someone who read the manga, I was like, okay... After the second episode, I was like, things are kind of changing a little bit. But, you know, I understand that. You got to adapt. You got to get it to where it needs to go. So, yeah. All right. That's fine. Then we get into episode three. <laughs> and I'm like, this didn't happen at all here. This should be very later and very different. But, yeah. So... In in non spoilerly as possible, because you know it's still an okay story. It's just the 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 pacing and the storytelling of the anime uh, didn't get it across the finish line. Um, like the the issue is there was probably three seasons worth of content. I'd say four. 
I say four. Four? Okay. Yeah. And they took that and turned it into just one single season to take you through how they get out of the the farm. And then, you know, you go through all of the adventure of what's going on and the infrastructure and like how all of this works and the history of it. And, you know, all of the important things that build the world and make the characters do what they do. And then you get almost an entire story arc to close out and get you to the final scene via a slideshow, a slideshow, a literal like. Here's a photo of them climbing a mountain, and here's a photo of them in front of a castle, and here's a photo of, I don't know, demons not eating humans anymore, maybe. I don't know. And then you, you wind up at the final scene. Like, it feels like they did all of this just to get to the final scene, which was a great scene, you know? We finally get the, the pinnacle of, of, of the story and them getting to presumably safety. But there was a lot of really good story in there that never saw the light of day. Yeah, the best arc was skipped over. The Goldie Pond arc, which is revered by a lot of the fandom, or remnants of the fandom, to be the best arc, which I personally think was the best arc, just got hoed. Like, they completely skipped over that. And they changed it as well, too. They just didn't skip over it. We didn't even get to see a slideshow of that because they did things different, which kind of completely eliminated that whole arc. And I'm like, what? So, yeah, it's and it's reflected pretty well. I believe Promise Neverland has like a 50 score now. Not that scores should dictate your whole life, but when you go from having like an 86 or something on your first season and then you go to having a 51 on your season two, that is definitely a problem. It should be addressed by someone. But since they finished out the season... And the manga's done, or sorry, the series. Yes, definitely, it's a series. Um, and the manga's done. You know, you really don't have any reason to go back and try and, you know, bridge anything back or fix any, fix anything. Yeah. It's already down so bad. Yeah, they they didn't leave any room to to resolve the issues of production. Like the story is finished in both the manga and the anime, and it's like. Well, damn, that's that's the way to put a button on that, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just tragic that it had to happen to, you know, such a nice series as this. But um, that is exactly the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. Now, one of the series that we are super hype about, just like we were with Promised Neverland, but, you know, we're we're also concerned is 86. So... We just got news that 86's like last two episodes are being postponed until March of 2022. This was a show that was supposed to be done by the end of the year, but yeah. they're pushing it off for another three months. And, you know, this entire time, the vibe's been like, okay, at least, you know, between you and me, it's all like, okay, it's been such a great, engaging story. If they got to take a week off to make sure they don't rush the animation and get it across the finish line in a way that is quality. All right. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm, I'm not going to be, be too mad. But production delays have really plagued this second part. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, 86 still has a following. and A lot of people who are behind it because it has like a grant grant percentage wise don't mean a lot. Doesn't mean a lot. I got to get my English correct. Um, but it's at an 83%, which is like at the higher echelons, which is, you know, what the first core is rated higher than the first core of Mushoko Tensei or Horimiya or Dr. Stone Part 2. Like, you know, these are bangers that came out. And the fact that it's still ranked that high with these production delays, when that will make a lot of people drop an anime or just wild out because people are super anal about everything. Um, that goes to show you how loyal the fan base is and the people behind it. And I really, really hope that, you know, they don't screw us. And they said that they did this, excuse me, so we wouldn't get screwed. So I'm going to believe, you know, the studio. I'm going to believe, I believe it's, um, who is doing this? I believe it's... A1 Pictures. Oh, Lord. Yes, I'm going to believe A1 <laughs> Pictures. <laughs> because A1 Pictures yep. is a very... They're not bad. They just, 
I believe they were the studio that helped me with Seven Deadly Sins as well. So, but they're also the ones that just put out this new Sword Art movie, right? Yes, they did. Um, yeah, they are the ones that put out the new Sword Art movie. They went ahead and they gave us this amazing Sword Art movie, Progressive, um, Arya Starlight, which I'll have to talk about later in the podcast. But yes, they did give us that. And they gave us Kaguya-sama. Like but really. really- they gave us Darling in the Franks, too. So Yes, that was a combined <laughs> effort between them, Trigger, yeah. and Cloverworks, and no one still knows where the pain lies. And Anyways. <laughs> yeah, and they gave us the last season of Fairy Tale too. So, I mean, I guess I can't be mad. That was the best season of Fairy Tale. Like, all I'll say is that the last good Seven Daily Sins was done by them, and they dropped it. So, because it they didn't feel like it would do well. And it didn't. I don't know if that's because they dropped it or what. But since they put so much pride into 86, wow. Um, I'm going to believe in them. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say, you know, March will probably get, hopefully, I want them to just turn it into a movie, honestly. I don't know where it left off because I haven't watched the latest episode yet. It came out on uh, Saturday, this past Saturday. But... I do know that apparently it left off at a crazy, crazy cliffhanger. So if that happened, I really would have wished that they would have just kind of left that there and then given us a movie. But I guess if they gave us a movie, they have to put in theaters and do all this other stuff. Yeah, there's all manner of other production stuff. My only, my only real concern, right? I've loved 86 up until now. Yes. Right? Um, my only real concern is that the production delays may off put the funders right yes. so if there is gonna be like a season three that you know all of the the production concerns may leave us kind of in limbo in getting 86 to completion you know yes that's one of my big concerns but you know i'm not well tuned to the the funding process for true, anime true and i don't know if there if this is the end or not um, I have stayed completely in the dark about all spoilers about this, thankfully, except for the last episode that came out on Saturday because Twitter was going crazy and posting screenshots, and I was like, why are you doing this? But in terms of, like, light novel and things that haven't been animated, I don't know what's going to happen, so I don't know if it's going to be the end of two episodes or not. I do know that, um, you know, 86 is... They said that the episodes are done, but the problem is how airtime works over in Japan that you have to get your airtime slotted like months in advance and they used up their airtime with the production delays. So the next gap that they had at that network isn't until March. Gotcha. Yeah, so if, if you miss the deadline, like, there is no more room. So I, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, so that's why they're, like, super stressed and everything, and everything done, and I'm like, I appreciate it. You know, but at the same time, I feel like they are doing this for us. They said they were doing this for us. The creator apologized. And they said they don't. They want to give us the best product they can. So I feel that. And at least it's till March when we had to wait eight years on the tackle on Titan for season two. That's when my opinion was slightly like, <laughs> So never, never forget that. Speaking never. of Attack on Titan, didn't Attack on Titan, the final season, part one, come out this year? Yes, part one came out. Um, part one. Uh, you shall not advance into uh, Eldia. <laughs> Just, sorry. Wait, Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0? No, that's... Thrice upon a time? That's the We're talking banger. about that right now? That's the banger. We're coming back to that one. Oh, but, okay. um, okay. <laughs> uh, No, I'm going to say Evangelion. Attack on Titan Part 1... Or Attack on Titan, the final Part 1, did come out earlier this year. And we have Part 2 in, like... From the time of this recording, like 18, 13 days? I don't know. January 9th. Whatever that is. That's sneaking getting. up us up up on us, man. That, that's that's soon. Yeah, it's 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 crazy soon. So that will be um, the new episode or part two, the final. Hopefully, I don't know. There's a rumor mill. Man. There's a movie coming after that. And I'm just like, please no. Let's just end <laughs> this. Like I hate to say it, but I'm just like, let's just end Attack on Titan because it's yeah. The hype train can't go forever and. I feel like I feel like if 86 also would have ended this year, it would have been anime of the year. I wouldn't throw that in there, but for me at least. But yeah, I could I could totally see that. Um, but the issue with Attack on Titan, 
and I, I, you know, my hang up is I've, I've lost all real interest. That's fair. You know, I've lost all real hype after having to wait eight years for, for the second season. Like, I just don't care anymore. You know, I watch it. Um, like I watched the final season part one. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was a weird, crazy, you know, twisty mystery. And, you know, it opens like that. It opens with, uh, hey, we're on a mission and we're not going to tell you who's what or where, why. But sh- we're in there, boys. Um, and then, you know, it turns into uh, like a terrorist group thing, which, yeah. you know, that's perfectly fine. It, you know, cult terrorists. Great. Whatever, man. But uh, I just want to get across the finish line. I just want to be done. So my thing was for me as someone who finished the manga and hopefully no spoilers towards anyone because I'm not going to say anything. But for me, the zenith of Attack on Titan was when Erwin died. And yes, everything from there, I feel like it's been a fall off. I'll say it like there's don't get me wrong. You know what Aaron did going rampage and that was dope. The Warhammer was dope. But like just I don't know. It's like there. That was more so hype, I feel like, but Erwin's like words, his march to death, his actual ending, him giving up on his dreams and convictions, that was crazy. Like that's that's what I was like, yo, this is a spectacular character and why he was my favorite character. And I wasn't even mad at his death. Like I'm just like, yo, I wish he was alive, but at the same time, you know, he's immortal now because of that. Like Armin couldn't have done that. That's why he had to live, bitch ass. But like yeah, so I'm not excited for Attack on Titan. Call me sacrilege or hipster or whatever, but I'm just, I'm going to watch it, yes, because I invested at this point freaking almost 12 years of my life into Attack on Titan. So, yes, I'm going to go and finish that, but at the same time, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm ready to be done. Same. Uh, now, one show that is, is creeping ever towards its ending, um, despite anything that could possibly be going on in the world is demon slayer. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I, I enjoy demon slayer and I know like a sacrilege as a quote unquote anime purist to like demon slayer because it's just shown in fan service. It doesn't anything. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up. Um, like demon, Sla- <laughs> demon slayer. Maybe this- I- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you said what? Go ahead. I'm like, maybe I'm out of the loop. Cause I am. Uh, but like, What's wrong with Demon Slayer now? <laughs> well, a lot of people just like, you know, like um, our friend Cam and Irv, they, Irv will watch it, but he's like, it's nothing new, it's nothing spectacular, it's been carried by animation. I'm like, that argument is stupid because it's an anime. Like, what? And then you have Cam who just refuses to watch it in general because he's like, it's just tropey and it's just a stupid shonen and I need something with substance and blah, blah. I'm like, bruh. You're watching anime. You're not reading the Iliad. Like, what? You're watching a shonen. You're not watching Fruits Basket. Yes. Which he still <laughs> refuses to watch. But anyway, um, like I said, Uncultured Swines. Uh, but yeah, no, like, I could care zero about what people say about taste in anime, honestly. Just watch yeah. what you watch, like what you like, you know? And just as long as you're not hurting anybody, that's the life, you know? Like, whether you like shonen, shoujo, slice of life other stuff that starts with an h um just you know do yeah. it leave it as long as as long as you know don't tell me about it um yeah i yeah uh no totally um but back to demon slayer other than you know the hate that the weebs have for it yeah um you know we had both a movie from ufotable which you know box office records smash ad nauseum smash yeah and um and we got the second part of the season right so we got to see the mugen train arc animated for the tv yeah and we continued with the red light district the, arc yeah the red light district arc which they or is it the entertainment district? it's the entertainment it was originally the red light but japan was like yo this makes it seem like it's bad so we're gonna call it the entertainment arc and, like, I think officials actually got in on that because they're like, we don't like you portraying this way to Japan. I'm like, yo, just, just 
fucking anyway. But yeah, so it's the entertainment uh, district, which is I'm on episode four now. It came out um, today as the recording of this podcast. If that lets you people out there know when we record this, um, but yeah, it was solid, man. I'm really enjoying this. I'm liking the adventure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm liking the adventure we're having with this current Hashira, whose name is Sui. Um, or Tsui, it's like T Z U I, and my brain is like I can't freaking pronounce this. Um, or no, sorry, his name is Tenjin Uzui. His last name is U Z U I. My brain just merged his first and last name together. But um, nice. Tenjin is a beast. He's the sound Hashira. He's the one who's like fl- all about being flamboyant. And uh, Tanjiro. Inosuke and Zenitsu have to go undercover for this mission. Nezuko too. Can't forget her. Um, and we see more of the story unfold. And we see some things. I'm not going to tell you what we see. But it's pretty enjoyable. I'm really liking it. And I'm really glad that Ufotable came back for a season two. And I hope that they finish out this whole, you know, process. Yeah, man. Now, another disappointment. Wonder Egg priority. You had me worried. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> What? Um, yeah, Wonder Egg kind of, kind of shit the bed. The first season, or the part one, because it got, it got 12 or 13 episodes, and then it went to, it had a 45 minute long finale that aired like months later, but let's just talk about the first part for a second. So the first part, I was like, yo, this is hype. I'm really enjoying this. You know, this seems like a very fun and interesting show. Um, it had a lot of Madoka Magica aspects to it. It was very, you know, otherworldly. It was about these girls who um, lost their best friend in suicide or the person closest to them. They died of suicide. And it was about how these girls had to go back and find, you know, lost in a dream world. They would get these eggs and these eggs would hatch into people. And they would go into this alternate dimension and save these girls like we're trying to help them defeat the monsters that personified or their demons and like issues that personified as monsters. Like our four girls would go and fight them to, you know, kind of bring peace to the dead and all this. So it was really interesting um, story. And our main character had, you know, blue hair and um, heteromorphia where her eyes were two different colors. One was blue, one was gold. It was cool. It's a cool story. Um, And, First 12, you know, I was like, yeah, getting really hype. Okay, cool. I had it, and after those first 12, I was like, yeah, you know, this could be the anime of the year. It could be great. But the last episode, episode 12, left, like, some things shot out of nowhere. And it left a bunch of questions, like, opened a huge amount of questions. I was like, okay, what is going on here? Like, why doesn't anything make sense? But okay, um, we're going to move on. We're going to wait. So... Uh, fast forward to, I want to say, yeah, June 30th of this year, because that Wonder Egg originally came out in um, January, so at the beginning of the year. So, wait six months. Finally got this final, boy. Yeah. First 20 minutes of the 45-minute um, episode is a recap of the series. I'm like, okay. That's wild. But maybe... Um, this answers like the next 20 minutes are going to be lit. Nope. Left more questions. Wondered why a lot of things happened. Just overall very disappointing, which ruined kind of my whole take on the series overall. Like I had it originally at like a 9 or a 9.5 and then after watching the final and just it had to go down because it just felt like very <sighs> kind of ruined the whole story for me. It was one of those endings that kind of just like Oh, we're never gonna get this explained. Like this is gonna be one of those like weird endings. Yeah, which you know kind of sucks from the outside because it's like you know this has a unique look about it. You know, incredibly interesting, unique art style. Um, but if that's the way it goes, you know, yeah, well, why invest the time? I mean, the scores look good, so you know, it's just like this is something we can put on the list for later. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, later, later, later. Yeah. So, moving on, though. Like, the next one is another great, I feel like, we have. And I'm, like, it's your baby, so I'm gonna let you talk about it. 
Oh my god. Okay. So we finally had the release we've been waiting for for so long. It's Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. It's the finale of the rebuild movie series. And uh, it is absolute lunacy from start to finish. But, you know, it makes you care about characters. Uh, it So, yeah. In the rebuild series, movies one and two follow the, uh, the OG storyline pretty to a T. Except at a certain point, there's a divergence, right? So, movie number three. Evangelion 3.0 or 3.33, depending on which one you're watching, um, is the point in which everything diverges and shit goes off the rails. And you're like, I do not comprehend where we are. We're like 15 years in the future now. And well, I don't know, um, which is kind of exciting. It's new, new territory to tell a story in yeah. with the same characters and stuff. Uh, but 3.0 plus 1.0 is the ending. And it really does a great job at kind of, we have plenty of action. We have some relationship engagement between, you know, multiple characters to, you know, build on them, kind of flesh them out. And then we get to spend a lot of downtime with our main three cast. You know, we get to see Shinji be a punk bitch. True. Still. True. But, you know, him kind of grow out of that, which is kind of his story plot from the very beginning. You know, he is a 14 year old kid who is forced to pilot a giant robot to save humanity. Like, who wouldn't be sad at the the pressure of that? Facts. But but we get to see him be a kid, you know, as the future goes on without him and him not like know anything about life. Um, You know, we get to see Ray be a person and learn how to you know be a person and that's super interesting because her character is always you know just i'm a doll and that's all i am you know i am just uh, a creation by uh, gendo to replace his dead wife who's also unit zero one it's yeah. Uh, yeah it's a whole deal uh but like to get to see her explore her own humanity that was beautiful. It's like, yes. Um, and then to see Asuka, you know? Yes. Asuka just be, like, this grown person who's still, like, an asshole. But it's like, I've got the world to save, and your ho ass hasn't been here for 15 years, so don't come at me, do not complain to me, and don't choke me and do weird shit. Yes, and the fact that, like, Asuka, like, you figured out Asuka's past in this as well. Like, of who she is, and that, like, again, Holy major shit. spoilers. If Holy you haven't watched shit. it, go watch it, go watch it. <laughs> and she is also a... Bro. Like, she is a... But of her... It's an enormous story. Like Spoiler. Sorry, yeah, huge spoiler. Like I said, it's like, yeah. But I gave him the warning. But, um, just the fact that, um... Seeing all this, and my favorite character, bro, was Mari. Like, I know that you're going to... I love what Masato did in this as well, and that some beautiful moments. Her whole two sons stuff was great. I fucking loved it. Um, but Mari just felt like the grounding force of all these crazy things. Like, she was just pure chaos, but also pure, like, peace. Like, she felt like steel water, honestly, because she was this force, but she, you know... Like, she was just kind of, I don't know what the right word I want to use is, but she's kind of the, I wouldn't say, like, peacemaker, but, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, she's kind of. I mean, I mean, definitely. Like, we get more character development, or, you know, really more screen time of Mari, because Mari gets introduced in, you know, the first movie, um, and you're just like, okay, here's a new character, and she can pilot an Ava, but we really, I don't know if we get more explanation. I mean, we do. Right, yeah. we get more we get more explanation in who she is and Which her wild too. with all the all the stuff. Um, but like, it takes up until now to like know who she is. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's wild. And you know, keeping in the weird, it is kind of weird how everything ends up. And you're like, oh, okay, we're not gonna ask questions right now. But yes, I agree. Um, I'm happy with the girl that Shinji ends up with. 
Uh, it sucks about the boy he didn't end up with, but you know True. what? Yeah. He was a space alien trying to murder humanity. It was never meant to be. Yeah, and then that fact that that was addressed, too, was pretty dope, man. Like, I just, I love this movie, and I cried, and it felt like a great ending. Like, and to watch this movie, I literally went back, rewatched Evangelion, watched the other rebuilds, and I was like, okay. Like, which I feel like I hate that I didn't do with Endgame, because I wonder if I went and did that with Avengers Endgame, would have hit even more. (laughs) But I'm like, no, because Listen. it wasn't Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time. Are we going to get a director's cut? Are we going to get 3.3 plus 1.3 or 1.1? I don't know. Who I kind of want it, man. but I kind of don't because like that ending was perfect. And ending with like one last kiss by Utena, I was like, ah. Man. And then you made me do a freaking podcast right after it. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, yes, of course, if you want to hear us talk in depth about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 and the OG series as well. Uh, you can, of course, check out that podcast here on your typical show no protagonist on all your podcatchers, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, wherever you prefer to get your podcast. That's definitely worth the like hour and a half we talk about this movie um, in which we will keep those spoilers right there in that podcast yes. in perpetuity. My definitely. Um, don't worry about it. I'll edit it. Um, definitely worth, worth the adventure. And, and it was, this was an ending that made you go, what the fuck? Which is the way Evangelion does it. But you know what? Um, it was as satisfying as it could be, you know? It was so great. It was so great. Yes. (sighs) Now, now on to one of the other greats. Yes. Right. We finally hit episode 1000. In one piece this year. It snapped. It snapped. It was like a movie, bruh. Like, the animation was clean. What it represented was clean. What they did with the intro was like a throwback to the first intro. And just the music. And then the cut scene that they did in between that they don't do anymore of like the, oh my gosh, man. One Piece is goaded, bruh. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. I know this is an animation podcast, but they also got Chapter 1000, which was also crazy like no, that's fine it's it's been a lot and i whoo like no spoilers for one piece because even though you're like it's a thousand episodes yes watch it um just know that luthi is a goat zoro is a goat sanji is a goat law is a goat kid is a goat everybody's a goat. <laughs> kid is a goat but everybody is a goat and the yonkos are also goats and like it's worth it i like it's if you can and no one's saying you have to go watch a thousand episodes to be caught up to watch next week. If you start now, watch an episode a week, man. Like, it'll take you forever to catch up. But, you know, what is 200 weeks of your life at one episode? <laughs> <laughs> man, I did the math one time. You know what? Um, let's talk about one more thing while I get this spreadsheet pulled up. And yes. I will give you the figure of how long it'll take you to watch One Piece. Yes. But, I mean... And it was cool because of us fans. This was like 20 years in the making. Like, and everyone's like, oh, your series lasted 20 years and you're still on. Yes. Yes, I am. If you're on the best ride of your life, why would you want to get off? Like the ups, the downs, the emotional moments, um, implications of what this means, the praise to Oda to be able to do this for so long and stay at the top. Um, The OST. Just yes. So great. Holy. Even the so this is this is a dub thing. But even the the four kids uh one piece rap is like, you know, of all the things four kids have done, yeah. That was pretty on point. It was iconic. Yeah. That was so yeah. dope, man. Like I just hear instant nostalgia when I hear that. Like it was let's go Nami dreaming. Like oh my gosh, man. You going to have me Oh lord. Yes. One piece. This was a year of bangers. If you don't know, now you know. Just, but now, how long you got the web sheet pulled up? How long does yeah, it man. take for One Piece to be completed while watching? All right, assuming an episode length of twenty four minutes, right? From from opening to last credits, it'll take you four hundred hours, or sixteen 
and some change days, nonstop of watching One Piece. If you do it as a job, eight hours a day, it'll take you 50 days to catch up with One Piece. That's wild. <sighs> My God. That is wild. Like, But it's doable. Yes. <laughs> it's doable. And I mean, honestly, if you're interested in One Piece, I feel like most people started... I couldn't. Oh my gosh! So one day, inevitably, I'm going to have to rewatch One Piece because either it'll end, and I'll be like, "That's crazy," you know. I want to revisit it like I do for some series, or I'm going to have kids and they're going to watch it. Like, I want to watch Tell. No, you can watch Teletubbies after. Well, you can never watch Teletubbies. But you can watch Bear in the Big Blue House after. You have seen Usopp's speech about being the greatest warrior ever and why lying is sometimes acceptable. All right, bro. Here's here's the foolish errand I will make right now. Okay. Try to get this teaching job, right? Yes. And it's a nine-month job, meaning I'll have the summer off, presumably. You know? Okay, yeah. If I get this teaching job... When you get this teaching have, job manifestation... We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Assuming I have the summer off, right? And maybe not this summer. It could be next summer. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for the podcast. I'm going to do it for the whatever YouTube channel we've got going. I'm going to watch all of, of, all of One Piece over the span of 50 days. I'm going to treat that like a job and hate my motherfucking life. But you know what? We're doing it. And by we, I mean probably me. I will join you. It'll be the sauce. We're doing I'm scared. This, we're doing this for us. We're doing this for our amazing listeners out there. Love y'all. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Mark and it we, here. We're, we're doing it for the social media accounts we don't use right now. That'll be a great thing to be like, yeah, yeah. Is marketing plan? Yeah, right here. Yeah, we, we gotta get better on that. I might ask for a snippet of this to go post that on the social media that we don't use. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that's the game plan. Hopefully, uh, but that's just because there is so much out there in One Piece between filler. And canonical story, and hell, even the filler, even the filler is goaded, you know, to True. a point. You have you have your ups and downs, but yeah. even some of the filler, like what is it, the G eight, yes, the G ten, the G eight, like escape from prison arc, that was totally one hundred and seventy five percent filler. It's like pinnacle One Piece anime, man. It is, bro. It's like One Piece is the only anime I feel like where the movies go super hard, like. There's, okay, maybe not the only one, because the My Hero movies have been good lately, but, like, the One Piece, like, everything One Piece, I feel like, is just so good because the world building, like, it all serves a purpose back to it, you know? And yeah, the, even the filler, like, it's sometimes, like, what is going on? But that's going back to things, and that can set up things later. So it's a whole vibe, man. One Piece hasn't gotten a thousand plus episodes by being lazy. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, what are some other shows you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Man, what a year. Um, I definitely want to touch on Mushoko Tensei, which I feel like has the potential to be the best isekai of all time. I said it. Um, crazy story. Um, done by Studio Bind, which was a studio created just to make this anime. It was between uh it was a branch of studio um, I want to say Studio Egg Firm, which did ReZero and another studio came together to uh, make Studio Bind. I forgot what the other studio was. But yes, this is made just to um, do Mushoko Tensei. That's the only thing they have slated to do and focus on. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I recommend watching that. We got Stone Ocean finally, bruh. Stone Ocean came through. If you are a JoJo's fan, watch Stone Ocean. And if yes, you... it's exciting. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my god, I, I haven't made time in my life. Yeah, um, because I'm on break, but that doesn't mean I'm off. But um, no, definitely, it's always exciting to have another part of JoJo's. Um, I hear that it's 12 episodes released, so we're gonna get a part two of this season. Um, at some point, we don't know when, but the story continues. Um. And it's incredibly interesting how Netflix is like capitalized on this this brand and is the one that's being the one to release it, you know. 
Yeah. Um, or stream it, excuse me. Yeah. No, shout out to that. Um, Ranking of Kings is a sleeper. It's done by Wit Studio. Amazing story. I don't want to give anything away about that, but it's about this kid who is deaf and can't talk. Um, he can only communicate through uh, sign language, and it's a story about his what's going on with that and his whole kingdom and everything. He's a prince. A lot of cool stuff that's going on with that. I definitely recommend watching that one as well. Um, Kobayashi's Dragon Mage Part 2, like Made S, was dope as well. Uh, we had Slime Season 2, which was amazing. Um, 86, like I said. Tokyo Revengers was another huge one that just came out, and like the anime boosted the sales of the manga to Stratic Spirit. Like, it was crazy. Um, if you like brawlers, and like it was like a time traveling brawler fight about like a gang as kids. So it's very interesting. I'm not doing it justice with this description, but definitely go check it out. It was fun. Vivi was another perfect 10 by opinion. Um, I'm going to have to put that on the list for us to do next year because you got to watch it. It's crazy. Um, but that was goaded. Horror Mia was goaded. Uh, well, not goaded. Sorry. Let me take that back. Horror Mia was good. Um, I wanted more, but it was fun. Cloverworks, love story, 13 episodes. I enjoyed it. Um, and Comey Can't Communicate was another one, along with Nomad. Uh, Megalbox oh 2 gosh. Nomad. Definitely 2. I didn't, I didn't make time for Nomad, and I, I feel bad about this one, man. Because I love Megalobox. Yeah. So to have more of it and not take the time to watch it... <sighs> We're going to do it. But, like know, I said, we'll put it on the list. Yeah. It exists, so you know humanity is better. Um, now, I want to round it out with another Netflix quote-unquote exclusive that was you know, hit or miss, depending on who you are, right? And that's Record of Ragnarok. What's your take on it, bro? Record of Ragnarok, like, it was good. It was, okay, it was decent, I'll say. It was better than, before I watched it, I saw all the hate it was getting. But it was decent. You know, it was a lot better than they made it seem. It was interesting because some fights were like slideshow based, which I hate, but also I can understand. But it had a great premise and it made the manga sales go crazy. So it really served the purpose of an anime. So I'd say it's decent. It wasn't as bad as people made it seem. It wasn't bad at all, in my opinion. Yeah, no, there was one fight that I that you had mentioned right when it came out that like it could have been like a spectacular fight. It could have been fight of the year, honestly. If it had done, been done the way that people were perceiving it, that it was yeah. going to be done, it would have been fight of the year, honestly. And that's um, Zeus versus Adam, because that fight was crazy. But if that had happened, if that was animated like people wanted, that would have been the only fight we saw in this entire show. True. Because like, there goes the budget. True. Um, but, you know, for me, I really enjoyed it. In terms of what it was, you know, it's it's incredibly straightforward. It's just another shonen thing with, you know, oh, we got, you know, heroes and myths and stuff. But, you know, it's a battle anime. You don't have to worry about the plot, which the plot is trying to do, you know, a twisty twervy thing. But whatever, it's still who's fighting in the ring at the end of the day. True, true. Um, so, yeah, you know, not a waste of time. Yeah. Oh, there is one last thing I did want to touch if that's OK. Go for it. So, there are also a few other things that I'm not going to say, but just watch anime. It was a great year, and there's so many more, and look forward to more of those on our channel that we will get to. But the last one I wanted to mention in this podcast was freaking Sword Art Online, the movie progressive, Aria of the Starless Night, was such a freaking banger, bruh. I was, and I'm telling you, I went in with no expectations none like i did not think <laughs> like i was like it's sword art <laughs> so it's just gonna be some let down it looks pretty it always has in my opinion but it's still sword art at the end of the day nah bruh i get in there it feels different from the get-go the first part i'm like okay like one of the things that makes me love this movie is it took them about maybe 20 30 minutes to actually get into the game because that was world building on Asuna's life. And if you don't know what Sword Art Progressive is, it's the story of Aincrad, the first world, 100 floors, um, through Asuna's perspective. So by getting rid of like the whole Kirito's perspective, we're seeing the world through Asuna's eyes. 
what she was doing before she met Kirito, what she was feeling when they were going through this stuff, you know. And what I love the most about it is that Asuna is not a gamer. Like, this was her first game, and that is emphasized in this movie. And the amount of, like, trauma that is captured by being stuck in the death game, the emotions, the, like, just trust you have to have in other people and trust in yourself is crazy, bruh. Like, this was one of the gems of this year. Like, if I had to make a top ten list of, like, all forms of animation that came out, this would be in my top five. Like, this was very shocking coming from Sword Art. And if you're one of those people who are like, I'll watch Sword Art, so I need to see this movie. You're dead wrong. You 100% need to see this movie. Even more so. Like, it's dope, bro. Yeah, man. And and the rise of anime movies being, one, successful, and two, absolutely gorgeous between this and Ufotable putting out um, Demon Slayer. Um, it's a great year for anime, exactly as you said. Um, go watch stuff. And, you know, we have plenty of stuff coming out in 2022. Um, we had talked about 86 is getting pushed back to March. But, you know, that's not the only thing coming out in 2022. We have plenty of stuff. And we're going to take a look at that in our next podcast when we take a look forward to what's really uh, exciting us about 2022. Um, now, we're going to wrap the show right here. But of course, you can catch all the podcasts on uh, whatever podcatcher you prefer. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at content, content breaker. Lord have mercy. Your typical Shonen protagonist. Uh, the other product is content breaker as well, uh, where we talk about animation in general, um, you know, both uh, anime and uh, Western animation. Now, of course, you can catch uh, him on Twitter. Yeah, so you can find me at Static Dreads in you know, also start looking for me on YouTube because the stuff is coming. But I hear I'm going to be accountable for this. Hell yeah, man. And you can catch the product at your TSP. That's U-R-T-S-P on Twitter. We'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist. <laughs>